Howdy, friends. This is Ken from MyLittleSalesman.com. And in this episode of both Buying Bigger Better Academy and Heavy Duty Dealer Academy, it's going to be featured on both of these channels because it's kind of somewhere in the middle. We're going to be talking about sleep tips for truckers, how to get a best, the, the best night's sleep for a semi-truck driver. Um, this is going to be taken from a piece that is on our blog entitled How to Get Quality Sleep in a Semi-Truck, Sleep Tips for Truckers. Um, you're going to be able to download that via a link that we're going to keep in the description here. So that means that you don't have to take any notes on this episode, but this is just going to be a fun chat about how to set yourself up for the highest quality sleep possible. In this, I'm going to share what you need to be doing leading up to sleep in order to give you the best shot at a really high quality night's sleep. Also a specific hack and what you can do whenever you're laying in bed and your mind is racing and you can't get to sleep, there's something you can do. Uh, to help break that mental cycle. Uh, also, at the end of this, if you stick around, I'm going to provide a bonus tip for what you can do in the morning to better help you get to sleep that next night. First off, what you're going to want to do is strive for a set lights out time, a set bedtime as a trucker. So, you know, I know that as an OTR trucker and over the road truck driver, Life is not very consistent some of the times. You don't exactly know when you're going to be driving, when you're going to be starting, when you're going to be stopping, or where you're going to be. Um, still, it's in your best interest to try your hardest to have a very consistent bedtime every night, lights out, um, for two reasons. One, if you have this and it is a repeating time every night, your body is going to begin to learn when to go to sleep. It's going to go, okay, it's about that time. I need to start going to sleep. The second reason for that is you're going to be able to craft an evening routine that fosters quality sleep. You're going to be able to do the things that you need to do for yourself in order to give you the best chance at quality sleep. So you're saying, well, how do I set my bedtime? I don't really know exactly how to set that bedtime. There are a few ways to do this. Uh, my favorite one is to use a sleep calculator. Uh, I've found a really great sleep calculator at sleepcalculator.com. There's also a lot of apps that you can be using to set your bedtime. So why would you be setting your bedtime using a sleep calculator instead of just going, okay, I need eight hours, so I'm going to count eight hours back from whenever it is I need to get up? That's because we don't really sleep in hours as humans. Humans actually kind of sleep more in 90-minute sleep cycle waves. And by that, I mean you start to drift off to sleep, then you go into deep sleep, and then you start to come up out of sleep into light sleep, not fully awake, but then another cycle begins every 90 minutes. So you start out nice and light, and then it goes deep, and then you wake up, and it's light. When you wake up, depending on what Part of that sleep cycle you wake up in is going to determine how groggy you feel. If you've ever been woken up from what you feel is a dead sleep and you feel super disoriented and groggy, that means you were probably in a very deep sleep and something woke you up, maybe an alarm clock, maybe a responsibility that you needed to, to tend to or something, uh, some kind of loud noise or something like that. We want to make sure that you wake up feeling rested so that that means you wake up in the lightest period of sleep. So once you've determined when you want to wake up in the morning, use the sleep calculator. It counts back to determine precisely when you should be going to sleep. And it has all kinds of ways that it figures this out. You got your lights out time? 
Your set bedtime? Okay, we're gonna start the countdown to lights out with everything you should be doing. So, five hours out, what do you start doing? This is the time you're gonna wanna start cutting out your caffeine. So, if you're used to a, a soda with dinner or coffee at night or something like that, you need to cut out that. The reason for this is that caffeine can really still linger in your system. It blocks sleepiness from, from getting through, and that's how caffeine kind of works. You want to be sleepy to go to sleep, so five hours out, start cutting back or just completely cutting off all caffeine. That's going to help you fall asleep quickly uh, once you get to your bedtime. Now we're at four hours before bedtime. This is when you're going to be cutting out two things. You're going to be cutting out exercise. You're going to be cutting out alcohol, and I don't know if those ever two go hand in hand. If you're used to doing a morning workout, you know how invigorating that can be. It can be energetic and get you started for the day almost as much as caffeine can. Um, but that that sensation, if you do it too late in the day, it can also linger into your sleep. So you're going to want to stop any type of exercise four hours from bedtime. So maybe a morning exercise would be better than that, but you're going to have to figure that out. Also, alcohol. It seems like a lot of people just assume, oh, I help, it helps me get to sleep. Alcohol. It makes sense. You know, it makes you sleepy. Uh, what it actually does is it it, it's more of a sedation than it is a sleep. And when you consume alcohol, you, there's a lot of metabolizing of the alcohol that happens in your system. This metabolizing process uh, can actually make you very restless and unable to get quality sleep. That's why you never quite wake up the next day after drinking a bunch feeling rested. Uh, for one, it's alcohol. But two, it's because it's been metabolizing in your system. You're your liver's been metabolizing it and not allowing you to get the greatest night's sleep. So four hours out, cut out alcohol. Three hours out, cut out food. Close the kitchen. It's, it's just a good idea also if, if you're trying to manage your weight and things like that. So part of the reason for this is that a full stomach and metabolizing that food can leave you feeling very restless. Other reasons can be uh, this can lead to indigestion or acid reflux. I don't know if you've ever been laying on your back after you've had a spicy meal. It's not that pleasant. So what you can do is you can eat a large dinner more than three hours before you go to sleep, and this should help reduce your cravings for snacking uh, late at night. If you must snack, one of the better things you can eat are uh, bananas, actually. Uh, bananas contain potassium and magnesium. Those are known muscle relaxants, muscle relaxers, as well as they also contain L-tryptophan, which is the amino acid known for making you really sleepy after that Thanksgiving turkey. Same amino acid exists in bananas, so those aren't the worst things to eat if you must late night snack. Now we're down to two hours before bedtime. You're going to want to just start slowing down in general. Lower the lights in the truck, maybe watch a movie, talk to your loved ones on the phone, read a book. Just bring the whole energy down. That's easy enough, right? 30 minutes before lights out. I kind of like to think of this as 30 minutes out, go to the 30s. By that I mean pretend that it's 1935. What would you be able to do 30 minutes before bed if it was 1935? And what I mean by this is that you're going to want to stop using all screens. This means your phone, this means your laptop, your tablet, your television. And the reason for this is that 
All of these are blue light emitting devices. Blue light, when emitted into your eyes, is known to inhibit your ability to create melatonin, which is the hormone uh, responsible for quality sleep. So at this time, start reading a book, maybe listen to a podcast. Uh, if you don't look at the screen to turn on the podcast that much. You know, you know how families in the 30s would gather around to listen to the radio show? Maybe do that. Listen to a baseball game or listen to a, a podcast, something mellow. At this, you're really just wanting to give your eyes a rest before they go to sleep and so that your melatonin is not inhibited. So we're finally to the place where your head has hit the pillow. What does your cab situation need to kind of look like? You need to optimize your sleeper cab for sleep, and there's two great ways to do this. First, make it as dark as possible. You probably already understood this, but darker is better. You're probably already doing this with blackout blinds to keep all light out. Another great way to do that is with a sleep mask, something like this, something comfortable. I really like this because it doesn't push on your eyes if you're laying on a pillow. You're not getting your eyes caved in because there's these little concave things. But man, if I if I wear this sleep mask, you're gonna have trouble getting me up, you know, if it's not during my 90 minute sleep cycles like we like we spoke before. Also, what you're gonna want to do is make your cab as cool as possible. Not cold, but between 60 and 67 degrees Fahrenheit or 15 and 19 degrees Celsius. The reason for this, I mean, you also probably notice that when it, when you're cooler in bed, you sleep better, and there is an actual physiological reason for this. Whenever your brain chills out around that, those temperature marks, it produces more melatonin. It helps with melatonin production. Um, so maybe on some hot evening, you've noticed that you've struggled to get to sleep. Well, that could be the reason that your, your, your melatonin production is not where it needed to be. So cool it down. Also, don't skimp on your mattress. Your mattress is, should be one of your biggest investments in your health. You spend one-third of your life in bed. Um, so also in your truck, your mattress needs to be as comfortable, if not more comfortable, than your bed at home because it's very important that you receive high-quality sleep while you're on the road. It should be soft yet supportive, not too mushy, to support your body. And if you're waking up with any body pain that you can attribute to that quality of your mattress, the lack of quality of your mattress, it's unacceptable. You shouldn't tolerate it. It's not something to live with. You shouldn't be like, oh yeah, I know my bed is, is junk, but you know, it's, it's what I gotta deal with. If you're not able to actually switch out the mattress for some reason or another, maybe you don't have the cash to do that right now, or the mattress is what it is in the truck, you don't really have any control over that, you can actually put a, a topper on existing mattresses that can help quite a bit to improve the quality of that existing mattress. It's not the price of a brand new mattress and it can make a big difference. So consider that. So if you're going to sleep and you can't sleep, you're laying there, your mind is racing and you can't sleep for some reason or another, get up, don't lay there. Your, first off, your mind will start to attribute your bed with just laying in it and not sleeping. That's bad. Also, you're going to get more upset that you can't sleep, and that's going to keep you awake. It's a very vicious cycle. So what you want to do is get up and do something analog. Like we said, go back to the 30s. Write in a journal, read a book, listen to a podcast, something boring, maybe an audio book. Make sure it's boring. Uh, 
if you're restless, even go for a walk around the lot, you know? Head out, and then as you're doing all these things, when you start dragging your feet, or if your eyelids start drooping, then you're starting to get worn out again and go back to bed. Let's say that you've done all these things. Your mind is still racing. You still can't get to sleep. You're thinking about something. Here is a very simple technique for getting to sleep that is based in mindfulness meditation. I know that sounds woo-woo, but it's also uh, proven clinical trials and everything like that. Here's a quick trick that helps me at least get to sleep. So lay in bed with your eyes closed, obviously. You're going to want to direct your full attention, all of your attention to the sensation of cool air entering your nostrils if you're breathing through your nose. It's cool. And a warm sensation as you exhale you know, out. Bring all of your sensation to the cool and to the warm. Cool and to the warm. Whenever you start to get any other thoughts, stresses about the next day, thinking about what happened the other day, anything like that, notice that your, your focus has shifted and go back to the cool, warm. Cool, warm. You're going to do this a lot of times. You're gonna, your focus is going to go away a lot, so just don't be mad about it recognize it, go back to the cool, warm, cool, warm. If you do that properly, uh, after a few minutes, this should help disrupt that mental cycle, that mental pattern, and you'll be out like a light. To me, it's as good as counting sheep. Moving on. If you still cannot sleep, there could be a medical reason why you cannot sleep, and this needs to be addressed. This is absolutely crucial. If you're tired during the day, if you feel like you can't sleep at night, uh, you might have some form of insomnia. You could have sleep apnea and not realize it. You need to get it checked out by a medical professional, and there's no shame in doing that if it means getting a quality night's sleep. Also because these, a lot of reasons why people can't get to sleep today, they're very highly treatable, more treatable than they ever have been before. So it's worth talking to a medical professional, explaining to them, your situation, and seeing what can be done to help it. One of the reasons is it's dangerous. Not only dangerous for you, but it's dangerous for everybody on the road. Drowsy driving, fatigue driving is absolutely deadly, and you just do not want that on your conscience, and it, and it makes your life very stressful as well, too. So we have another video and podcast episode that we did on drowsy driving. Uh, spoiler alert, it's terrifying. <laughs> you don't want that to happen to you. So... It's treatable. Ask for help. Here is the tip that you can do in the morning to ensure that you get a quality night's sleep or give you a better chance at getting a quality night's sleep. In the morning when you get up, if it's still dark, then okay, that's fine. But you're going to want to get sunlight into your eyes. No sunglasses. Take the sunglasses off. You want to get sun sunlight into your eyes as soon as possible. Not staring into the sun. Just allow it to Fill your field of vision. Maybe while you're refueling, maybe while you're walking to the, to the truck stop bathroom to freshen up in the morning, you need sunlight in your eyes. This does a couple different things. This resets your circadian rhythm. It kind of tells your body, this is what time of day it is. Now you can start to begin to reset and actually get ready for sleep way down the road. Uh, but this has also been shown to regulate your hormone levels and just start to balance out a lot of things that, that are that go on with your health. So that's something that you want to do. Lastly, it's, it's really important to recognize 
that your sleeper cab is your home. I mean, you guys realize this. It's somewhere that you not only spend every waking moment, but every sleeping moment of your working life. There's no reason why this should be an uncomfortable space, and you should be getting good sleep in this. If it's not a place that you feel comfortable and you're getting good sleep, if it's not a high-quality environment, something needs to be done about this. And you need to be looking at ways to improve the environment or to get a new truck. That is a segue into mylittlesalesman.com. And you're invited to search through thousands of sleeper semi-trucks for sale from dealers and private sellers all over North America. So go to mylittlesalesman.com and easily filter through your needs. You can put in your budget, your mileage demands, what size sleeper you're looking for, and you can find your next sleeper truck in seconds, really. Reach out, get it started. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Buying Bigger, Better Academy and Heavy Duty Dealer Academy. I've been Ken. If you found some value in this episode, give it a review on the podcast platform of your choosing. Leave us a comment on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. Don't forget to visit mylittlesalesman.com, and we'll see you next time.